What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Come with me if you want to live. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. The Force will be with you. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and we're heading back to our favourite place, our comfort place, the desert island of comics. We're going to be talking about some different comics today, and I bring on a different guest every time to talk about these. Uh, In this episode, I am joined by the uh, phenomenal uh, Tanya Todd, a friend from uh, Comics in Motion uh, group community, you know, I don't want to call it, cult, maybe. Um, Community makes sense. (laughs) Uh, Tanya, how are you doing? You okay? I am wonderful and excited to talk about stories. Yes, and some great stories you chose today. Um, I think you're a bit of a... uh, I'm trying to think, are you a twofer? You are actually a twofer. You actually have got two sort of, I think, because it's all been a bit of a sausage fest on, on the comic book island <laughs> for, for a long time. So you are the first female inhabitant. You've, you've joined us, the first woman to join us on the island. And uh, you're also bringing a, the, the first Kickstarter comic as well. So the first independence of comics. So it's very exciting today. Um, so I shall turn to you, what three comics are you bringing to uh, the desert island? Well, the first comic was, it was so difficult to wheel, to whittle these down. It is. Because, I, I, you know, I, I like, I like pay, making people suffer for this because it's quite a difficult one. Yeah. When you said this, I was like, yes, of course I'll do this. And then it was, <laughs> oh, wait, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to decide three comics, period? But then how am I supposed to decide between three Catwoman comics? Like, mm. I, I can't make them all Catwoman comics, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how am I supposed to determine which one I'm choosing? Because do I want to go with the most amazing story? Do I want to go with the most amazing drawings? Do, do I want to go with one that speaks to me personally? Mm. And is it necessarily going to be a Catwoman comic because she is present in other people's comics? So I do, do I want to take a story that I really like her story within this other story. So it was a challenge. You know, I thought it would be so easy. Like, sure, I'll just pick three that I, oh, wait, what about this? Well, no, only three, only three. Like, I, I didn't choose Hush and I love Hush and I can't believe that, and I didn't choose When in Rome, mm-hmm. which I also enjoy. And it was painful for me. And I will remember this, Scott. Yes, I'm, I'm sure retribution will come at some point in the future on another podcast, <laughs> I've no doubt. Um, so the one I chose is one that is special to me. Like, then after you tell me I have to choose just one, it's not, mm. it's a single issue. I can't mm-hmm. even go with a run. <laughs> yeah. So it became even more challenging. But I went with the Jim Ballant version of Catwoman because she was the first one who really looked like me. And Mm. I've struggled finding characters who look like me on screen and in print for almost my entire life. I mean, it's it's different now. You're finally starting to see different variations of people represented. But it was not always like that. And it would be like, oh, look, there's one. There's one 
and that should be it. You have your one. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> there you go. There's your corner. Be happy. Right. See? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because everyone with your color skin has the same kind of personality. And there you are. Your one story is represented. And, you know, this is still a white Catwoman, but she is not the usual teeny tiny breakable looking Catwoman. Mm. She is far more tall and curvy and powerful. And she has a mop of dark black curly hair and it's hey that's me <laughs> you know yeah yeah well this feels it's a ridiculous good. version of her there's no possible way you could see her in that outfit and then see her out of it and boom i wonder if that tall dark curly haired yes. woman yeah. is the same nah, probably not because she's wearing a mask here yeah <laughs> you know? I, I have to admit like you know and we'll get into it because it's it's, it's so it's 1994 uh, and we'll get to this in a minute, but like, because I, I love, like, I have a real sort of fondness for 90s comics because of, you know, it's the start of real, like, the art boom, like, you know, you get some real sort of crazy artists. Mm-hmm. But you also get, like, so there's some really good, like, panelling in here, some really fantastic shots and stuff. But if she was but. wearing this, yeah, <laughs> well, but, but her butt, like, it's one of those where you sort of see the costume yes. and you're like, you're like, oh, even the opening page. The opening page, I was a bit like, oh, I remember those <laughs> days. <laughs> yes. But that looks incredibly uncomfortable. But um, yes. Yeah. If you're not very bendy, it is. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Catwoman number, well, I'm sorry, number seven, uh, of, as you said, the sort of the gym. Yes, body chemistry is the one I yes. decided. Um, by not Jim because Bones. I think it's the best, be- but, but because it's a complete story. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult to narrow down which particular one in this series because, you know, if you leave it open-ended at the end, and sometimes it crossed over with a Batman comic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I needed to find one that from beginning to end, I can enjoy this story. If you're on a desert island and you just have a piece of it, you're like, ah! Yes, the <laughs> frustration. Never... <laughs> right. Well, in this one, because this one you said about Batman, this one has Batman in it, but it's not... You know Bruce Wayne, Batman. Spoilers for a thirty-year-old um, comic. This is obviously the uh, Night Quest, the sort of the um, Nightfall Batman, um, Jean-Paul de Champ. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool. It's it's quite. I know. I love that. So that's again that nineties sort of style. But she owns it in this. Like she literally, like she owns yes. Batman as well. Like she like proper. She like, knows it's not him. You're like, yeah. that is not my Batman. <laughs> hashtag not my Batman. Yes. Before hashtags, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, even before that, yeah, even before Twitter, like Catwoman's like hashtag not my Batman. Um, yeah, like she's power. She like you said like about being sort of strong and powerful in this. Like one of the things I I was interested in this, and I think she's always been, um, I want to say like mischievous, but she's always been sort of like independent. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see the this iteration of Batman, the situation of Catwoman. Sorry, has influence and stuck around to now right like, like this is the version where they sort of they hit that mark and they're like oh now we get it this is what she'll be like for sort of like the next right and i'm fairly movie. certain it was michelle pfeiffer's catwoman that led to this because mm. she was so popular in the movie then we had the animated series and then they're like let's finally give her a decent comic book run mm. where she is not just part of batman's world she is he is part of her world yes and only sometimes. Yes. And like I say, she goes off and she's got her own sort of like uh, connections and friends. Like she seems to have her own sort of relationship with the police. Like, um, I like the fact that there's like there's, there's world building in this. 
like you yes. say. Um, and I also like the fact that she's clearly not, that, you know, that they could have gone down a certain route and, you know, um, of, you know, I don't know, just making her another sort of generic, um, you know, hero or, or given her, they could have given her the mm-hmm. full redemption and then made her thing. But like, even in this, it's still sort of like, you know, yeah, I'm going to do good, but like, you know, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. And even then, the temptation to do other things is still going to be there. Um, so, and if you think about it, there are parallels to the Dark Knight in this, mm. in that she's doing all of these heroic things, but she's getting blamed for everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's literally been hunted by both Batman and the police. So, you know, this right. I mean, the story is about, and it's again, it's the 90s. So, this is sort of the start of, um, eco-awareness as well sort of like you know, right um, and i i love that version of her i love that she is an activist because mm. that, that's you know it's hard to say is am i an activist because of her i don't think yeah. so i think we just connected in caring about things and using that power for you know by any means necessary to achieve good goals yeah yeah <laughs> well it is i mean you know she is she, the activism and stuff in this is is um it's around it's around like so eco activism. I mean, you know, she's she talks about sort of saving uh, the rainforest and saving animals and and there's all that as well. But like you say, but the book in in and of itself and her character and how she stands up and sort of is, is treated is a sort of it's a sort of subtle feminist activism, the book in and of itself. Like yes, th- this is on the shelf and it's just like, you know, we almost like we dare you, you know comic book fans to, you know you male comic book fans to sort of find something you don't like about this because it's she has the attitude like you know it, it's one of those weird ones she's had she's she's cool the, the, the art's actually is, is actually really good um she's got the attitude she's cool like she, you know there's there's she is that the cool sort of like um anti-hero do you think anti-hero is too yeah she's definitely an anti-hero yeah so she's got all the sort of like she ticked all the boxes for what the 90s wanted um Yet she's still sort of a strong, powerful woman. So it's almost like you know, that temptation of like, go on, I dare you to not like this. Right. Um, now, I will admit that in some of the other, you know, one of the things that helped me whittle it down to this particular one is there were moments in some of the other issues that are just mm. like, oh, that that's not okay. <laughs> like, that is not a thing <laughs> that is okay to say. Like, she has a thought that in a different one where oh i'm walking down here at night i'm just asking for it uh that's not a that's not a thought that should be happening in comics and granted she is planting herself to be attacked mm. but that's <laughs> i still don't think it's a very healthy frame of mind but it is what people used to say they used to put the and they still do they put yeah. the onus of not being attacked on women and not on the attackers like yeah. don't <laughs> i couldn't help myself she was asking for it she was right did you see a... how she looked uh, i exactly. can't control myself i have no agency over my body you know <laughs> yeah it um i don't think i'm trying to think there's nothing particularly like that in in this because i think it's, it's clearly focusing on on the eco activism yeah um however i would say we sort of alluded to it the, the 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 costume she's wearing and this is sort of pretty so there was a there was a, a period well there was almost a moment i think and i think it was sort of um 
the Batgirl, um, the Burnside sort of Batgirl, probably, probably a little bit before that as well. There's others, but this thing of sort of like just because they have boobs doesn't mean everything has to be sort of like orbs all over the place. Right. You know. Yeah, and this is an unrealistic costume, and she has yes. an unrealistic body. You just, it's physics. You can't do these things if yeah. you're built like that. You cannot do that kind of backflip without punching yourself in the face with your breasts. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's yeah, just not it? possible. You would hurt yourself. You would break your own back just bending that way. Yeah. However, it's fun to look at, right? <laughs> yeah. It's what, well... Is again, and I'm going to put it, put it out there. It, it's titillation, and she looks it does it look is. great. But there is that thing at times, and you know, even as, as a bloke, you're like, it's, it's, it, you know, I feel strange because this is a why is this? It's a drawing. This is, right. this, this is wrong. Yeah, this but Robin Hood was wooing girls even in childhood, and yeah. he was a fox. So that's true. That's but that was all good. about the accent. It's <laughs> yeah. a very good point. Um, but yeah, no, I thought this is this is a it's a pretty strong issue. Um, the one thing I, I thought was that was odd, um, and it's a sort of a thing from I think a sort of a fallover from the eighties. Although this sort of raises activism, you know, for uh, eco activism and stuff, and she has her friends that are helping her, and sort of, and she has the professor, the scientist guy, and there's this sort of thing about redemption because. You know, it's that sort of the opera, um, was it Oppenheimer sort of thing of like, you know, accidentally creating the thing that's going to be ultimately destructive. Right. But then you do get these two sort of like activists that are going to bomb or attack this convention. This conference. Right. They're going to kill a bunch of people in the name of saving lives. Of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, exactly. And they're just sort of like, they're drawn like punks and, you know, they're sort of like gang members. And I'm just like, I don't know, that's the one bit to me that felt like a bit of an anachronism where I'm like, yeah, they feel like very much, you know, like, yes, we want to pass a good message, but do you know what? Some of these people are still bad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, fair enough. It's extreme extremists, you know? <laughs> exactly, yes, the most extreme of extremists, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, and they were idiotic too. It's like if you're going to do that, make them smart and terrifying. Like, oh, they're extremists, but they're also really intelligent, so you're worried. Yes, make them look a legit threat. I think um, needs to be the sort of the case. Because um, yeah, you're right. They're a bit like um, they're like a comedy duo, aren't they? Sort of like it's it's they are sort and of and they're not that funny. No, no, they're sort of the one part of it that was a bit like oh yeah. All right, you know, you need to be there to sort of propel the plot, but you're not really giving yeah. anything. Other bits are working better. Um, I like I like the art on the Batman. I think he looks, you know, it was interesting. This '90s, this uh, the the Nightfall Batman, um, and I like the fact she stands up to him as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, she's not worried. No, not at all. Like she's, you know, she knows he's okay. You're not my Batman, but I can still take you. And <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and it ends on one of those. One of my sort of like, I like the fact at the end of it that that Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon, is like literally laughing at Batman. Um, <laughs> so like she she's sort of like on the helicopter getting away, and the Batman's like, you know, I'll get you next time. And Gordon's like, right. <laughs> so like, yeah. It's a, it's rather Get him his own game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, I'm glad you chose it. It's a solid issue. 
Um, it's let's say it's number seven in, in a wider run. So if you do, if anyone just want to check it out, there is a much wider uh, run. But it is a standalone story. It that is. one issue is a standalone story, and that's what made it challenging. It's like I, you don't want it to be the first one because okay, that's her introduction, but it is the beginning of something and feels very unfinished. Yes, and you said that when you this was in. Um, I'm, it feels like to, to me, like say, if you were to re like release this, this is I can imagine this being in the first volume and finishing off the first volume. So that's how many volumes? So, oh wow, it was a pretty long run. And they were already out by the time I knew of them. They were gifted to me as like a collection. Wow. So this, I, this I this actually don't remember when it came out, but yeah, no, this runs some ninety-four issues. Um, so it's a long, long run. Uh, it is a long run. And it's before her practical costumes where she had gadgets and it, you're like, yes, it would make sense that you could do these things in this outfit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the ridiculous outfits a little bit, if I'm perfectly honest. Like, you know, the practical ones that seem to have seeped in today where people are like, I'm wearing armor. And you're like, really? How boring. <laughs> Well, I like some of the practical ones and I like some of the ridiculous ones. And then there are ridiculous ones I can't stand. Like, I don't like the one of her with the whiskers and the tail. Like, that is not a thing that needs needed to ever happen. Yeah, I understand that her cape phase was, you know, indicative of the times, but I never really loved that costume. Mm. The one thing I would say about the costume is... Um... She's obviously supposed to be a cat, so she's meant to be like slinky and she's meant to be acrobatic and it's this thing. And it's this thing I also have this a little bit with Nightwing. So when they put like Nightwing in like, you know, the the, the, the body stocking, like, like he's a gymnast, much like she is. So yeah, you know, everything should be sleek and even you know, the footwear should be all sleek. Aerodynamic. Aerodynamic, exactly. Sort of like, you know, flexible. And then they introduce the thing and then they give them like big boots. And I'm just like, no, how is she doing those things? Like, that's even worse. Like she's now right. doing these big biker boots. And I was just like, oh no, I didn't like that. I think that's why I do like that costume. It has it, you see, it's impractical, but at least it makes sense for Catwoman. Right. Um, so yes. So that's cool. Any 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 final thoughts or any sort of additional thoughts there around Catwoman um number seven? No, I don't think so. I appreciate that this version was created. It it's arguable whether she's the best comic book version or not, but I enjoyed her mm. and it's okay to enjoy her and others. You know, you don't, we, we had to narrow it down for desert Island comics, but not for, for eternity, you know? No, no. Well, even as an entry point, like, who gifted the, who, who gave these to you, by the way, who was that? It was an old boyfriend. Oh, right, cool. So he gave them to, yeah, that, I mean, that's cool. When you, when you are sort of like, you know, you are given a sort of an entry point. So I'm sure that had something to do with why I lean toward this particular one because I have that emotional connection to mm -hmm. it. But still, I do love that. There's that thing of sort of like someone passing things on to you and all of a sudden opening up a new character or a new story right. or whatever. And you're just like, these are cool. So that's always cool. I always like that when someone says that. Um, okay, moving on then. Let's move on then to, to your yes. second choice. Now, this one's. Um, uh, volume one so i've let this one i've let this one go because it's an 86 issue uh thing so i wasn't able to read this one so you're gonna have to explain i know what it is but you have to explain this one a little bit for the viewers so it is sunstone from 2014 yes and here's the thing again you made it so challenging to come up with three mm -hmm. batman and loki are two of my character crushes okay mm -hmm. 
I don't have a Batman or a Loki title on here. There's a Loki comic where he kidnaps Storm to be his queen. That that was <laughs> almost on this list. Yes. But it really had so much to do with the Young Avengers and not enough about Storm or Loki that, I mean, they're definitely a part of it. Mm. So I needed to, I needed my choices to have far more to do with the characters that mm-hmm. are drawing, you know, drawing me to them. This is something that was gifted to me by a friend who very much found himself in this comic. And he's like, I have not seen anything that has been written for us quite so much. He is a very close friend who just, he understands my particular nuances and this <laughs> that was a this very well structured sentence <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that struck me about this is it's just gorgeous it's one of the most beautiful comics i've ever seen mm. the the way everything is colored the way it's drawn these characters are so sexy even when they're not trying to be well, and, oh, and you didn't you didn't get to read the comments. I haven't. No, <laughs> no, the file the file didn't work. But I have I've got the images up, and okay. there are several panels. Actually, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, I think I know this artist for a, for for a start. I'm looking at it thinking I think I follow this artist on on Twitter because um, I know I love the style. It's but, funny because in the story, it's the character telling the story of this. It's a love story. Mm. And one of the characters is writing this love story and saying, but wait, you know, don't go away. Yeah. It's not, it's not what you think. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't leave yet. This book has lots of hot lesbian bondage sex. There's your hook. Yeah. I <laughs> if, mean... I, if I leave you with nothing else, that's why you need to read this. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, looking, as... I'm, I'm just quickly on Google and I am looking at the images and I'm stuck at the artist and it's, it's, um, it is good. It's got a st- there's a style to this that I'm, I'm trying to sort yes. of think of a word. Um, look at the panels. Like um, the the panels are gorgeous. There's this mm. one where it's a corset is the center of the page, but on the corset there are bits of the story. So they have these mini panels all along each side of the corset. So you know the left side and the right side, and one of the characters' story is on one side. And the other character's story is on the other side. And so they're just kind of giving you a very quick backstory of how these characters met in a few gorgeous panels. And it doesn't feel like, oh, no, we have to trek through the backstory. Here's the boring part. None yeah. of it is boring. I'm going to bring up the, uh, the, uh, the panel. There's a sort of, you talked about it sort of as a cat one, but like a sleepness. But there's like a, it's, it's, it's something that sort of, I always think, um, it's, so we're going to try and get this. I can't bloody. I can't pronounce the name. Uh, Stepan Civic. Yeah, he he's not. I I don't know where he's from. Yeah, it looks sort of Eastern European, maybe. I have to look at that. Um, the, the 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 art is very very stylized. Not very very stylized. So it's sort of it's that thing of like all the proportions. Like nothing is exaggerated. Like it looks proportionate. Like it's a genuine. Right. 
but it has that element of cartoonishness that sort of doesn't so it's not boring do you know what i mean like it's quirky quirky is a good yeah it's, it's just left of sort of like looking to be realistic and I so like it's that. realistic proportions in the characters and then they'll have a smile that's just like oh yeah yes exactly. and it's just a smile like mm. they're just this person is just standing there thinking about something but just that little quirk of the lips and you're like okay that little thing is hot and that is the way people can be where yes they're, they're just sitting there and there's just just this tiny little element of their facial expression and that's all it takes to draw you in and you just you want to be around that yeah exactly it's one of those artists actually and i've just been looking at the panels uh, but like it, i don't say imperfections because it's not because the art is so good that's the wrong sort of term but it's that thing of quirks as you say mm-hmm. you know where like you accentuate something and it makes the character has yeah, it gives the character character and depth and sort of like a, a personality and you but all you're doing is looking like a, two, a 2d image but you're thinking like no right. it, it's adding something to it it's adding to the story the dialogue and that sort of thing so it's that kind of art that i actually really enjoy so it, it's it's just visually pleasing and mm. it's stunning on some pages because they do things with the curves on the page so it's not just the characters curves it's the paneling as well right the paneling and the mm. way that they they sweep the story across the other elements and so many mirror images where it's like okay this character is going through this and this character is going through this and they're dealing with anxieties that everyone has has to get through in order to have a healthy relationship mm. but in this case one of them is having their first lesbian relationship and it just happens to be their first well, what, for one of the characters, it's not the first. And I'm trying not to ruin it for, two, for people. But one of them has never been in a submissive, like a real submissive position. Right. She has enjoyed it. She has fantasized it, about it. They have talked. Mm. Very quickly, it shows you, you know, the story of them interacting online. And... Then we get to how they met and how their experience went when they first met and how they are both going through anxieties because it's the first time they're meeting in person. And so it's so relatable when you're dealing with, oh my gosh, I hope I like this person. I hope they still like me, even though they're meeting me in person. What if I'm a disappointment to them? What if I say the wrong thing? What if they don't like the way I am portraying this character that we're using? It takes a lot of trust to build that kind of relationship. Mm. And when you're just meeting, it's hard to know, are we there yet? Yes. And so we get to yeah. watch them tiptoeing through the beginnings of the relationship to see, and this is just a, the first issue, mm. but I think it's a very long issue as comics go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds to me like you say that one of the things it's sort of like, you know, you, you've obviously got, you know, how, how relatable it is. Now, you know, everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, this is just, we've all been there, you know. Um, every relationship, you know, um, straight or not or whatever, like even, fr- there are even friendships that could build like that, don't they? Where you're sort of right. like, yeah, yeah, we're building. But like, how far does this friendship go? Like, you know, like, can I tell certain jokes or can, you know, what's, what's acceptable and what's not so I, I like those things when you see there's that trepidation in, in sort of something that's growing exactly. I mean, sounds- and there are intersections because there is the lesbian aspect of mm. it neither one really thought they were a lesbian 
but they are interested in a woman and they're both women. So, okay, so I guess that's part of my personality. They are both very interested in bondage and that is a whole different set of anxiety. And they're trying to, to, you know, walk through this together, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out themselves. Because it should be their support systems, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because one thing I say, it's also I don't know, I've not read it yet, but um, it's a comedy as well. Like this is, it's almost like a a, um, a rom com. Sort of like you know that sort of not a rom com, probably the wrong word, but like, there's a comedy it, element to it. It's supposed yeah, to be sort it's not of like, a rom com. But is it like like hearted sort of? You know, this isn't sort of hard hitting sort of like it's not emotional heavy. drama. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, there is drama to it, but it's not that forced. Yes. It feels like real, real anxieties that you would have. Not we have to create a forced situation to create tension between the characters. It's mm-hmm. no, there is mm-hmm. enough real life conflict that would cause tension mm. that we're just going to show you what it would be like in these two particular situations. But then there's also the entertainment value of this is just really fun to watch. It is so clever the way they incorporate i don't want to ruin things for people <laughs> no, yeah they're, they're totally the way they incorporate me, I... some of their adventures into yes the larger story which is just them trying to find the way to falling in love with one another it's and it's touching yeah uh, touching that's what i say it sounds like sort of really heartfelt this is something that's you know um what, what are the but things... it was a straight man who gave mm. this to me because he felt seen. <laughs> he felt seen? Yes. Oh. Because he understands these types of anxieties. Ah, the relate. Okay, so that's what you're saying. So he, yes. Oh, no, I can completely appreciate that. Um, he is interested in the bondage side of this. Mm. He's not a lesbian. He's not a gay man. But he does understand the anxiety of how people view you if you are into that kind of thing and how they label you a deviant and you must have some kind of freakish nature to you or maybe you were just interested in this kind of consensual relationship with your lover yeah well it's interesting you say because it's it's the you know um social norms and social you know socially acceptable what is considered to be social i was gonna say socially acceptable but that's the wrong sort of term but that's in the social mainstream the same you know, that central yes. sort of path that you know i probably couldn't i couldn't deviate from that path if i wanted i'm a white middle-aged male it's sort of like straight white <laughs> middle-aged male so like you know i'm as cookie cutter as they come um but as you say i can understand that devi- you know when you do sort of like it's scary you know to go i'm off the beaten track a little bit and that's where i like to be that's my my you know lane as it were and yes. looking at the other world and sort of saying but should I tell people or let people know that behind closed doors I'm not, you know, um, straight lace and down the middle or whatever, like you know, breaching? And again, like, really, of, that's not of anybody else's business. No, no, I, 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 well, it, I know what you're saying. It's not, but what I'm saying is, we talk but there's about also knows. perfectly healthy relationships that take place in ways that none of us are aware. Oh, totally. But my point being, you said about the, the building of relationships. There are certain, you know, you meet someone, you sort of like, it sounds like, you know, sometimes you have those conversations early on, or you meet because of those uh, right. quirks or interests or whatever. But there's also people that, you know, present as as middle of the road, you know, cookie cutter, whatever, but have mm-hmm. those interests that they have kept quiet. 
And then, right. moment, as you said about those anxieties, where you go, okay, how, how, when? how do I let this person know? Yeah, that this is also a part of me. Exactly. Like I want, I'm getting to a point in this friendship or this relationship where I want to give the all or more of me. Well, and then you said about the anxieties. Like, will they accept it? You know, is this, um, you know, is this going to scare them off? Are they going to think I'm weird or whatever? You know, like, there's, I can, I totally relate. You know, it's to funny that this is actually one of the topics that I covered on my podcast. Is what mm. if you want to role play, or you know, what if you want to do things like this? You want to introduce a, an element into your sex life that you're worried that they're going to find too strange or judge you, and. As with everything, it's all about communication and trust. And yeah. you need to listen as much as you talk. You have to hear what they want as well. Yeah, I think I think it's a step. I mean, you know, it's, it's yes. uh, you, communication is, is the thing. One of the things I was, because you know, um, my wife and I, uh, this isn't going to be a weird story, don't worry. But my wife and I have always <laughs> said, like, you know, that you can say pretty much anything as long as you say it in the right way. Like, you know, because if you say it in the wrong way, even something normal can come across in the world or yeah. yeah and so it's always it's how you present you know the tone and the, the sort of the right choice of words and we've always sort of said that whenever we sort of like you know if we get to a disagreement it's like okay take a breath how do i articulate where i'm at how i'm feeling that sort of thing but you're also there's also like a naught to 60 like i don't want to turn up with like a six foot blonde and be like <laughs> oh i want to spice things up <laughs> like, yeah no that's that's not communicating anything other than you're selfish and you didn't even care exactly. to, yeah. I don't know, run it by your partner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you yeah, know, how would you feel if she brought in a six foot two blonde and said, Hey, he's joining us. Um, I'll be like, well, all right, tiff for tap. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't bother you that she didn't communicate at first. Oh no, there'd be a conversation after, probably. Yeah. But, um, oh well. Yeah. I yeah. like how open-minded you are. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I like this book. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, and I like the fact that this sort of this this the human nature of this, you know. And again, especially on this, often, and I'm so glad you brought these things as well because often with with comic, you know, Desert Island comics, it's sort of like. As you sort of said, you know, Batman. I've, I've done Batman. I've done um, Con John Constantine. Yeah, Hellboy. We've done that. We do those kinds of things. It's always like a lot of it's like superheroic horror or whatever. So to talk about human interest is actually like kind of cool. It's it's really nice to have that as a thing and know that those comics are out there because uh, I do think it's important and that it's well done. It's mm. not like, hey, look, you know, we've given you no effort at all. This is what you get. You get this cheap under polished version but just be glad you get something no it's beautiful and it's brilliant yeah and the thing is as well because you have this, this talk you talk about this has got the bondage element and that sort of thing and it sounds like although you know looking at those image and in those images it's not done for kink's sake that, though that, that's what i'm saying it's not just just done for titillation it's not just sort of like you know side boob or like you know whatever it's right it sounds like this is all part of that story and so it you, is. you are invested emotionally as well as sort of in the art. So it's, it sounds like, a, you know, uh, a well-done book. Any well, I, I love it. I, I think that more people should read it just to open their minds to, hey, just because it's different from you doesn't mean it's not an actual person with feelings and anxieties. And it's people just have preconceived notions about others. And I think mm. this would help you to get rid of some of them. Yeah, open up. But yeah, be willing to listen. We use it. I think I love. I love the fact you said be willing to listen. That's 
Right. Fantastic. Advice. And if you just appreciate artwork in comics, this is it. Like this, these drawings and the colors that are used, it's just stunning. Some of the panels are absolutely stunning. And I think this is the longest I ever read a comic. Like it took me forever to get through it because I just kept going back. I love not that. because I didn't want to read it. I just kept going back. It's like, I'm not ready to move on. I want yeah. to absorb this. So much is happening. So much emotionally is happening in this story. So much visually is ha happening. You're being stimulated all over the place in very good ways and it's yeah. not just sexual <laughs> yeah i love when that happens i think whether it be a comic or, or a novel or whatever like that thing when you're sort of like i i've put off reading like i've got to like the last 30 or so pages and i've put off reading it because i'm like right i'm I, not I, ready for this I, to end i don't want this to end yet i'm still processing this um so yeah it sounds like it's a real sort of you know this is one uh one to pick up just so you know for everybody listening links for all of these are going to be down in the comments but in the notes below so if you do want to find this um there will be a way of doing that um any final thoughts then for sunstone no thank you for being open to having this type of comic on your show no i'm always open to every comic this is your this is your choice this is your coming to the desert island bringing what you want final comic though uh is from 2021 it's a kickstarter comic so this was um a kickstarter campaign by Alison Shelton and uh, Elise McCall, uh, and you chose issue one of Reburn. Yes. And Alison has actually made quite a few showings on Comics in Motion herself. Mm. She's a superstar in the rising, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she spoke to Tony, didn't she? She did, and yes. she's spoken with Rhea a few times. Mm. She was on Ms. Marvel Musings. And I think she spoke with Mike, too. Yeah, I think that's Mike Burton. Yeah, I, I know the name. I shouldn't but... just assume everyone knows who Mike is, just because yeah, you know, genuine is... chit chat. So she's, she's, she's... Mike Burton. <laughs> yes, genuine the, chit chat. The, the, the Mike Burton. Right. Um, yeah. So she is. She's. she's um, or as we like to call him, Megan's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's now a dog daddy too. So he's uh, he's got the puppy. Um, yes, she's the new star. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That happens. This is a complete side tangent. The moment you get like a puppy, and everyone everyone who knows you no longer wants to speak to you. They just want the dog. It's ridiculous. Okay, but that puppy in particular, I, I'm Catwoman, okay? Yes. And I just want to <laughs> snuggle that little baby's face. <laughs> it is adorable. Okay, back to the comic. This was, this was, yes. <laughs> so Reburn, uh, as it's issue one of an ongoing, and they're doing the, they're doing the Kickstarter. Um, this is a sort of... Um, it's a mystery this one isn't it this sort of it starts as a mystery it's a sort yes. of a, in a future dystopian uh, like a future dystopia and you are introduced to may and she is this sort of character who even by the end of issue one i'm still sort of like i know some things but like this right so just enough more. to make you need the next episode yeah <laughs> um and so yeah it was, it's very and again you talk about the art there's and Actually, I want to say something. In fact, I'm going to just pull it up. And so, because there's two things you said about the art. I love this kind of art. This, this, um, mm -hmm. when people have this style of art, it's like that slightly scratchy, but sort of like, or sketchy, but everything, you know, the lines are good and everything. It's a really nice style. Um, that I'm actually a big fan of. Um, and yeah, so by Elise, uh, Elise McCall. Um, however, the one this one, we have the wonderful storytelling. 
but we also have these visuals that draw you into the story. Yes. And the way they work together, it's like, how is two different people doing this? It feels like a perfect match. It's, I was going to say the scripting on this, I, I, it feels that th this is a team effort. Like this isn't someone writing it and then someone just drawing it. This, this feels like, like you say, a, a team combo that are like, okay, I'm having this thought for a page. How, you know, or this, this is the story I want, or this is the, the thing I want to tell on this page. How do we want to lay it out? And the, the, I'm sure there's like lots of communication. They definitely there. feel like a team. It doesn't feel like opposing forces are trying no. to create this story. It's like, yes, these two are in sync and the rest of their team too. Like the, they just happen to have a fantastic team telling an amazing story. And I haven't even finished the series because, you know, it's still, it's still being funded by Kickstarter. Mm. So you're getting it in pieces. This is not something you can just go buy the, the whole thing yet. No, I'm sure it will be because but because you say about the the art as well. We say about the images because one of the things I like is like the, the the all the art is done by Elise McCall. It's not just a drawn and then inked and then and then coloured. It's it's her doing the works, and she's a fantastic colour artist as well. Not just the yes. line work, but her colouring on this, her choice of colours. Um, there's a um, a scene in this where May is. Or like they said, may may be hallucinating. You're not entirely sure mm -hmm. uh, until the end. And there's an explosion, and then all these these images. And the, the yeah, the choices of color. It's not sort of like you know, just oranges and that they've introduced all these purples and greens and all right. these other colors. It's and so good. Yeah, it's and I love that sort of styling of coloring. Sort of you know. Um, and, and you know, you know, it's one of those. I think it's it's a more of a modern take. Obviously, for many years, it was just sort of like either be realistic in your coloring with you know, it was the depth with the shading. But now it's like, no, we want to evoke a mood, so we're going to sort of like throw a few different sort of random colors. I think like Jordi Belair started really doing this sort of like several years ago, um, 2010, 2011 sort of style. It sort of really caught on, and I love it because it's just such a. It it gives I think it gives comics more like. Um, just oomph. I don't know if there's a better word for it. Just a bit off. I, I always <laughs> feel something more in this sort of styling. So um, I was really sort of pleased to sort of see the colors, this, this method of coloring. And you could, to me, it feels like some of the colorization is part of the storytelling mm -hmm. in that, you know, because we don't know, is this really happening? Mm -hmm. Is this something she's imagining? And the colors help you to know what to feel in these situations. And sometimes that feeling is not very pleasant, but it definitely evokes something, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, definitely. 100%. Um, so, yeah, but let, let, I mean, let's talk about the story. So the character is, again, it's, it's, it's set up to, this is a, a chapter one. Like this is a, you know, we are, as you said, we're going to give you just enough information. And I'm not, I'm not going to give, I don't want to give anything away from the story, but I want to give at least some of the world. Because um, I don't think that spoils anything. Like that's more of the setup. But there appears to be this world that has gone through some sort of ecological disaster, some sort of ecological apocalypse, and in and, and in um, following that, are sort of unified. And there's this now thing of like, yeah, we I think are it's one. called the unity, isn't it? Yeah, the unity, and everyone first is that we are one, and basically, you know, the, that that is now going to be the the empire, the big bad. And you are sort of learning, big that, brother. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so there's some real 1984 sort of going stuff, stuff going on. Um, 
and May is this figure that sort of like, you know, has a past with this unity um, and could possibly have powers and stuff like we don't know like what her past is like she's got something that's what it seems like she does but they they're just teasing yeah um and so yeah i like the fact that you say and yet you can tell she is quite powerful even if you don't know what her powers are her powerful essence is clear mm. on the pages well, yeah one of the things i was, I was interested about as a character because she's very sort of like she, she's you've introduced to her the way you've introduced to her is very relaxed like she's floating in a mm-hmm. lake it's very serene it's very you know, it's very pretty and then within sort of like 10 15 pages like she's stabbing a guy in the neck <laughs> <laughs> and like, he without, had it coming yeah oh yeah definitely but without any like you know not to spoiler alert that yeah. was an awesome panel and you just ruined it for people oh, yeah <laughs> but like you don't, they, don't, they don't know why and i won't say why but like you said, like she has this sort of um, strength that you sort of see that comes from a calmness and sort of like, you know, it, it takes it like, but she's got, although she has that, she has another side. Like this thing keeps sort of like, um, like you know, her emotions do get the better of it. And she has weakness. Like she's, you know, she's not a, um, a Mary Sue is the word I was looking for. Like, you know, they haven't set her up to be like, you say she's powerful. She is, but like, almost in the sense of adversity as well. Like, she's not just a sort of, like, I can do anything. It's like, no, she's, no. she's doing this despite all these other, th- these other things that are clearly going on, um, both, in you know, personally and in the wider world. So, yeah, I thought it's a, it's a fascinating first issue. It's, how many issues has been produced so far? I believe four. Ah. At, at the point of this recording. Mm. I shall have to. I have, I have four in my possession. How about yes. that? <laughs> <laughs> but since I subscribe to their Kickstarter because I want each issue as they come out, mm. and and this was just last week that I received three and four. I'm fairly certain there are only four so far. Mm. Do you know how many they have planned? Is it is it like a, a fixed story or is it? It is a fixed story to my understanding, but I don't know how many issues mm. are. I, I did not remember that part. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, here for all of them. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm just, I'm just here for it. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a, it's a really well done story. It's a really, it's one of those things. A, a first issue is, is, is obviously really important, isn't it? Sort of like capturing that thing and. and it is, that. and I think I'm pretty critical of stories because I'm a writer, mm. and so I go into things hoping they don't suck, and this not only didn't suck it blew me away with how good it was it was wow i am not picking this apart i'm not saying oh this is cool but i would have gone this direction like there in in the last two comics we discussed there were definite moments that i would have tweaked I yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's funny you say that because one of the things that uh one of the things that's funny is that you say that being a writer because obviously you know i work for my for the for the other podcast stories at thomas space i do it with julian darius and Julian is a writer as well. And so he has a similar thing where he's like, if I'm not picking it apart or thinking this is how I would do it, then he, then knows, it's good. Then, yeah, then he knows he's <laughs> onto a winner. And like, it's not know. an arrogant thing. It's just no. such a compulsion that if you're not feeling compelled to fix it, hey, that 
that's pretty cool. I'm enjoying this as a story. I just mm. want to read this and absorb it. And it is really challenging to take to turn off that part of your brain when you're a writer. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. It's a, it's a sort of um, it's like a muscle, isn't it? You're training it all the time because that's what you right. do. And then to stop yeah, it. And I'm an editor, too. So on top of that, I extra think of things like that when I'm <laughs> correcting people's work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I can imagine that's quite difficult. But yeah, it, it, I can see why this is is. I, I read this like this first issue. For me, like, this would be an example of this is how you do it. This yes. is how you start a comic. This yes. is how you write it. This is how you make it look. This is the the amount of story you tell. This is the amount of words you have on the page. Like it's just, I didn't recognize until I had read a really bad comic what the difference was because I've never put together a comic it's not a skill that I have and mm. there it's a very specific type of storytelling that I don't possess and I happened to come across a bad one and I realized oh okay this is how you can tell like there's too many words on the page this should be a short story not a comic because you're not using the panels to tell the story in addition to the words you're just using the words on these still panels yes and then you look at this and it's they are beautifully melding all of the elements into this story. Mm. So it's not just that it's a good story. It's a well-told story. Yes. And it's beautifully shown. It really is. It's so well-structured. Um, it's that thing of um, breadcrumbing, isn't it? Sort of like the start yes. of the book is like, here's a little bit of information. Here's a little bit more information. Here's a little bit more information. And, you're, you're, and it you're creates following. these questions that just make you want more and more yeah. and more. And you just keep going. And that's why I say, I don't know how many issues they have planned. I just know that I am here for every one of them. Yeah. Because I'm hooked. I, I'm already hooked on this series, even though I haven't gotten that far into it yet, because there are only four issues out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things, again, so I, I did really enjoy this issue. Um, and I, it's one of the things I do find when you you know, we said this about Sunstone and stuff, like when you find a series and you just click with it and you are like, I don't care if this runs 10 issues or 100 issues, like I'm here for it, like I'm in, you know, the art and stuff. There's a, there's a, um, uh, there's a book, a, a comic from Boom at the moment called Once and Future, uh, written by Kieran Gillen and drawn by uh, Dan Mora uh, and, and colours by Jordi Belair. And it's one of those where I just read the first issue and it was exactly that. I just read it and I was like, yeah, right, I'm in. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, this is it. I'm just, I'm, I'm now here for this party. Um, in the same way that this is like, sort of like, you know, you get to the end and you're just like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. To think this is Alison's first comic. Like, this yeah. does not feel like a debut attempt at something. This no. feels like I've been doing this my whole life and here is the culmination of all of my training, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what it is. What you said about the the character of May having confidence. You're right in that story structure and the 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 melding of the art and the words and stuff is a confidence. There's a confidence in this in this book. Yes. Um, and that, that's always, you know, when you see that, th that's encouraging as well because that's what brings you on board. Like you know, they're like, oh no, we believe in this and we're doing it well. And you're like, cool, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Um, because I do sometimes think like, you know, bad comics you do read. So, you know, you get, you get like a bad comic and it's bad because of the many reasons, but then sometimes it's bad because they're like, we held back something or we weren't sure mm -hmm. about doing this. And you can sort of sense that. And you're like, Oh yeah, it doesn't feel a hundred percent. It feels like 
neutered. It feels sort of restrained. And it doesn't feel like they're holding back. And it also doesn't feel like they're lingering in places they don't need to linger. It's mm -hmm. here you are. This is what you need to know. Now we're moving over here. And I'm going to give you a little bit more. And now we're moving over here. And you can yeah. keep up <laughs> or you yeah. can absorb this panel a little longer. But we are moving on right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. You know, I think looking at it and running through those pages, one of the things I would say is you said about Sunstone, how you went back and, you know, took your time and stuff. The same for me. That's what I was saying about that explosion. There's a page. Um page seven which is sort of like you know and it's just the way it's done uh yeah. it's where it's, it's after explosions in the lake and it's um yeah it's one of those pages where you just look i was just looking at it and i was just like this is it's it's, it's almost wordless but obviously you know they've obviously agreed on the right. story so, so all of these panels on screen and only three of them have words and not a lot yeah. of words but we're seeing so much story right there and a lot of it is her eyes yeah the way yeah. her eyes are drawn, we are receiving story. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It, it tells you so much and it's so well done. And, and it tells you so much about the characters and stuff. I was just like, yeah, that page, I was just sort of like, that was the one where I was like, all oh, right, cool. Like I'm getting this now. Like I'm really sort of like, I'm, I'm really jiving with this. Um, so yeah. And I love when that happens when you do sort of like, you, cause sometimes you hit a bump and you go, well, this page is really ugly. I don't want to put you off. Right. But this was a page where I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is cool. I'm liking this. And um, I think that people should read this comic and then mm. listen to Indie Comics Spotlight with mm. Tony talking about it and then read it again because I had already read it. I listened to their conversation and it was, wow, I, I need to absorb this again because they opened my eyes to certain things. There's It's layered. It's not just this flat on the page and mm. you can grasp it all at a surface level kind of thing it's no this is deep and it's wonderful oh yeah there's so many little bits and pieces i was looking at. and again i don't really want to talk about it because i don't want to spoil things but like this latest the stuff later on and again you talk about the emotion of sort of like you know the the personality on someone's face like you there are, there are scenes where i'm like yeah, that's what I'm seeing in the body, but the face and the, all the eyes are saying yes, like, there's more a different like, story. Yeah, you can read a lot into it. So, and I, I'm much I appreciate when you can do that. So, um, yeah, it's a belt. I think I thought it's, it's a it's a as you said, like this is you know this isn't someone's debut. This does not read like someone's debut comic at all. Um, this is written with love and 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 and, and confidence, and it shows. It really does. It really does show. Um, there will be a link down to the uh, uh, Kickstarter, so you know you can check that out. You can collect them, and I'll find out if, if the other issues, the four issues, are readily available and how they can be caught up. But uh, yeah, I would suggest sort of check that. I might even try and contact Alison myself and be like, get them both on and say, right, I want to have a, I want to chat about this now because <laughs> it's awesome. You should definitely do that because she's an amazing guest on shows. I've yeah. I've listened to her and watched her on many shows and it's just, she always brings something very interesting to the table and I bet she will teach you something. Oh, I always love that. That's yeah. Maybe for Patreon. Patreon's creator corner. I, I like to get someone that like say really, um, I often do. Brilliant and not enough people know who she is and I want to change that. Yeah. Let's raise the profile. Any final thoughts then for, um reburn buy it 
read yeah. it, read it again, continue the series and definitely support their Kickstarter. Because if we get enough people reading this, maybe someone will pick it up and they won't have to fund it this way. Right. Yeah. That's what you want. That's the dream. Get it. Spread get it the word. Yeah. Buy it and then buy it for someone else and give it as gifts and make sure that this is being circulated around the world so that we can all enjoy this amazing comic. Yes. And it'll be, you know, I'll say as this goes out, there'll be, there's links down below to all those, all the comics, so, but to go check them out. And uh, like I say, spread the word because that's why, you know, we want more new up and coming artists and writers and people because that's, you know, new stories. And if they're as good as this, then <laughs> that's what I want. I want right. And May is not the only compelling character. No. So, I mean, she's definitely the star, but there are plenty of faces that pull you into their worlds and you're just like, okay, what are you really thinking? Yeah. What is your motivation behind that? All right. What's going on with that look? You know? And that's what, <laughs> or, that's the bit I didn't want to get the situation, into. But you said this one little, just this one line of dialogue that feels out of place here, but it obviously has some kind of history to it. So what's that about? But you have to keep reading. Yeah. That's what I didn't want to get to the end because there's some spoilers and stuff, but like, there's some characters I was just like, oh, you're interesting. I like, oh, okay. Yes. There's, some, there's some relationship, there's some history or something going on. There's something there. So, uh, yes. So do, do And you can tell one. that the these are things that the storytellers knew going into oh, it. Yeah. It's not, you know how you're you're reading something or you're watching something and you're like, oh, they're just coming up with this as they go along. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't tie at all with the first issue. You can feel the history that is already created in this one issue. Mm but they don't feel the need to bore you with backstory. No, there's no sort of prologue. There's no exposition. No. It's like, it's, gonna... You will learn it as you need to know it. Exactly. And let's just keep going. Yes. And that's, that's key. That is confidence. That's confidence. Again, we're coming back to this idea of having faith in the story that you're trying to tell and they do a fantastic job of it. So yes. well done to the pair of them. I think it's uh, it sounds really passionate, but no, it's, it's well done because it is such a good book. Um, right. I think we'll come into time. But Tanya, that has been fantastic. That's three, another three great entries on the desert island. Uh, the library on the desert island is is large and vast, and is being populated. And I do wonder: are are we all on the same desert island, and this is what we bring? Because if that's the case, somebody else brought Batman for me. Exactly. That's how I like to say. It. You know, at first I was like, no, everyone. I guess it's Steve, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Steve brought a Batman. Yeah, definitely. Steve definitely. Oh, you know, you say about how difficult this was, this this was to pick. Yeah. And Steve did do this. I mean, he mentioned it when he was on the show, but he he was literally messaging me like, every other day and was just like, you suck. <laughs> like, making me choose. Like, you absolutely It's painful because you're yeah. cutting out something that's precious to you. It is, t- it is tough. One day I shall have to do this myself. Because I'm not going to do it. So, like, yeah, just, that's I'm not just, fair. I'll just make other people do it. What were you still saying? Um, but anyway, thank you very much for coming. I greatly appreciate you doing it uh, and bringing these fantastic comics on. So it's, uh, the, the, the one thing for me is not only do we bring it to the audience, I get to benefit from this as well. So I get to sort of read and see these new comics as well. So it's always good for me. Um it's a fantastic idea for a show. It makes people really think about why they like their particular comics and we get to introduce each other to our favorites. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it's all. And that's why I feel that this, these shows are always positive because everyone's like, this is why I like this. This is great. Right. Um, and so it's, a, it's always a, 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 an affirming uh, experience. 
Um, so yes, more Desert Island comics will be coming. Don't you worry, there'll be lots more of it. Uh, and hopefully, as I said, you know, we'll, it'll be less of a sausage fest. There's more, there will be more women, there'll be more diversity. I've, I've just got to sort of try my best, actually, you know. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for including me in the conversation and definitely invite Alison onto the show because I, I will bet be. she will she will have something interesting to say. No, I will. I'll definitely reach out to her. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but for now, so Tonya, where can people find you uh, and where can people uh, hear you as well? I am across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd. You can find me on my website, www.mistanyatodd.com. If you want to follow my acting career, you can go to IMDb and just search for Tanya Todd. The easiest way to keep track of everything I'm doing is to follow my newsletter. If you're on Instagram, the easiest way to do that is to click the bio. It'll take you to all of my links, including everything that I've already mentioned, but the newsletter link is right at the top, or you could go to my website and do it. And, you know, speaking of comics and motion and some of the things that we do for them, I actually get the pleasure of hosting with Spider-Dan the She-Hulk series that's coming up. The, we're calling it She-Hulk Podcast at Large. Nice. <laughs> so tune in weekly for that. Yes. I look forward to that because we've had some, um, I've done all of them. I, was, I really enjoyed our cross sort of promotional Miss Marvel one I was on so yes um looking forward to talking She-Hulk at some point yes um, you'll definitely have to be one of the guests at yeah. least at least come on once there are nine episodes so yeah maybe, it's getting longer maybe more than once gonna be more interesting because eventually they're gonna get to Daredevil Reborn that's gonna be 18 episodes so we're gonna get some proper shows uh, on Disney Plus It'll be amazing well um, this is the first I've heard of that yeah <laughs> you Lots. always spoil something huh you're you're as bad as spoiler Dan <laughs> <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the news it came out at comic con i don't read that i i stay away from it i, I often put my foot in it but that's it yeah <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say no more um but anyway tanya thank you so much for coming on i greatly appreciate it. it's always good fun uh talking and uh, well, i say we'll get some more uh there'll be one well, that links down below as i said to both tanya's website and all those books lots of things go check them out uh but ladies and gentlemen if you well, like thank you for the excruciating pain of going through <laughs> choosing these but you know yeah. as as evidenced by my second choice maybe that was okay it's one of those look, you have to go through the pain to get to the pleasure to the of pleasure. talking about those comics so that's i feel like i'm just sort of you know i'm, I'm facilitating the joy yes. at the end of it. That's how I feel. Which is really why you need to read the second comic. Because, I do. I you know, really you're do. already doing I, this to people. I have got it. I have got it. I've just, yeah, time and software. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying what we're doing, go check out uh, our Patreon, uh, 20th Century Geek. It's uh, on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash 20cgmedia. There's uh, people that we've got, hopefully, Alison on there soon, but uh, Creator Corner, uh, once, a, once a quarter, uh, I have people on there. I do a monthly podcast for 30 minute thoughts. Me and Julian do uh, trekking through the Twilight Zone and episode of the Twilight Zone one at a time uh, and load of other stuff back behind the scenes, bits and pieces on there uh, for three different tiers or just leave us a review, spread the word, get more people listening to 20th Century Geek. It's a great podcast. If I say so myself. Anyway, uh, Tonya, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And uh, we shall talk again soon.